0: Rock. Yes, sir. Head, so we doing headsets? We doing no headsets. No headsets for
1: this first part. Head like headsets, headsets when we on. get to. I'm monitoring. Yeah, he, he's, he's our. Oh.
2: He's, he's a P
0: Let I'm a Zach P. So then I feel like. Okay, fine. If y'all yeah, get we away from the mind. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, we are back for your favorite podcast of mine. The one, the only. Don't sleep on the couch podcast. I'm your man, 50 grand, Hedrico. And to my right. Oh,
1: it's your okay. man, Cash, a.k.a. Zach P.
0: And to the left, you got Mr. Prez. And if you are looking at us in this wonderful 10K that we have, it's it's courtesy of Exec P and all his hard work. And we are happy to be outside the beautiful scenery because it's hot here in Germany, fellas. How y'all doing? Oh, we doing good. I'm
2: man.
1: feeling great, man. I'm a little, you know, hungover. You know, I was being grown this weekend, but I'm gonna get through it. Yeah.
0: You know, we can't we can't pass the peas like <laughs> we used to do.
1: Hell no. <laughs> Hell
0: no! It's, it's trouble out here in these streets nowadays. Hey,
1: man. I had a blast, but uh, yo, special shout out to one of our day one uh, supporters, uh, Kev. Man, happy birthday, brother!
0: Big birthday! Uh, if we had some horns. Like, we actually have, them, but I don't know which button it yeah. is. Yeah,
1: so we we got them. We got we got to get on them sound effects. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, 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 We do. We spend some time doing
0: that. What you what you had going on the weekend? Well,
2: the person behind the scenes, you know, his wife' uh, birthday was this weekend okay. as well. So shout out to her too. So,
0: shout out. To, okay.
2: Yeah. So the hammer. Yeah.
0: Mr. Sledge, yeah. Mrs. Sledge, we celebrating her. Huh? Yeah, happy birthday to you too. That's the that's the button because we ain't figured it out yet. So, fellas, man, we got a lot going on on the docket, man. This show, we got some good things going. But what are we gonna start at with? What are we gonna restart with? Oh, let's start. Yo,
1: what, what we was talking about just now is fresh on our brains. We all had difference of opinions in here. We got Ross. Whoa. There's two chains coming
0: up. Whew. Two chains. Listen, this is gonna be. To me, the best verses that has ever happened. It's the rumble in the jungle, the thriller in Manila.
2: For once, you actually know the musical catalogs.
0: First off, the love of disrespect from the left side of this table is at an all-time
1: high. (laughs) I'm not going to be the third wheel on this, because I'm going to let y'all get through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Because I I don't understand why I'm getting so much hate, 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 hate. It's not hate. I'm I'm saying like you finally get to be involved. I knew the catalog of all these people. Mm. Name, name some of the verses I'd tell you if I knew it. Fabulous. Knew it F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. <laughs> hey, Jada. <bro. laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know Jada.
1: Kiss. Listen, this is what I need. This is what I need, man. I need y'all on record. We're gonna start. Whoever wants to start I it. I prayers
0: go first,
2: man.
1: Prayers, state your case of who's gonna win and why.
2: Oh, Ross, hands down. Cause uh Whoa. Ross has classics. Mm. I, I feel like now. Pretty Girls Love Trap Music ain't a classic? Mm. No. Mm. Wow. It's it's a good album. Okay. It's a okay. good album.
1: I just wanted to see if you would s- slip up and say it was. You know, that was a hidden question there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a very good album. Yeah, yeah, not, it's really not, good. Not a classic, though.
0: So you saying hands down, without question, without a shadow of a doubt, Ross wins.
2: Ross should win. Should win, oh, as we know, like in these verses, what could come up? Hold on, did you used to play DB in high school? No, because you can, can right I now? I ca- wanna, Can I state my case? Can I, I state my case? Okay, go ahead. State my case. It's
1: already, it's already happened. I told you. I
2: already you. said. You know, when we came up on this, when Nelly was versus Luda, Nelly was supposed to win that hands down. But obviously, I he way. he had no idea about his own catalog. He he had no stage presence whatsoever on during that during that verses. Like you can tell, he wasn't as technology savvy as a looter and then like audio was off, having little issues like, yeah. So it can get messed up that way too. And then just not, not playing the right song behind somebody else's song.
0: So I I think, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but I still feel like you're kind of backpedaling. Um, with Nelly, I never felt like Nelly was gonna win. I don't know if y'all if y'all go back and check the tapes. I said Lulu was gonna win from the jump. Do you remember that? I remember. Yeah, I mean, I said Snoop was gonna win. You know, for the person who's the less musically inclined, I've been calling it dead on from the beginning. Oh, you think Snoop won? I know Snoop won. No,
1: so you hmm. no, you don't think Snoop won? No. Like just on the scorecards?
0: No. Okay. Not my opinion. You know, every every show has a fool, you know. We, they, <laughs> they got Skip Bayless. And when I say fool, I don't mean another, the the dry. I'm just saying that you got to have a person who is far left on their opinion. Just Skip you didn't Bayless. think DMX, like, came with it?
1: I think he came with it. I, I don't think I he won. D, I
0: think DMX came yeah. after a cup of cheeseburgers. I don't think he, I think he don't think he, he won. He didn't win, man.
2: Yes, he did, man. DMX. If we had
1: the time and we went down the track list back to back, I, I think he would. it would easily be something like, when I 13, was in the moment. When 13, I was in 7. the
2: moment, I left that saying, DMX killed that.
1: Yes, but from an aspect of you didn't I didn't I didn't think DMX was gonna win, even though I was pulling for the hometown. You know what I mean? But it's just I just gotta be honest with you. Like Snoop is Did you watch it live? With.
2: Hell no, but, no, but I
1: initial watched the reaction rerun. didn't count then. Like my well, initial you, reaction. You,
2: you got to analyze it too much. You had already heard what everybody else's opinion was the next morning.
1: I'm on record. On, I'm on record on social media saying I got my boy DMX,
0: and then right after that, but I know Snoop gonna win. I'm on record. The records don't lie. I'm on record. So you watched it live, yeah? And you felt DMX won. I felt like it. So I know that means you didn't. That means you were wrong because you were sleepy and you you over here (laughs) sleep watching stuff and you probably fell asleep during some good important tracks and that's why you think DMX won. But we get away from (laughs) the subject. Let's get down to it.
2: Don't fall asleep on music, bro. Well, listen. Let me get. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get some record. Can we check the tapes on that? How many times have got her falling asleep? Oh, wow. man. What we, what we
0: hey, do- you said on record. The, we, lost tapes, the lost tapes. The we- lost
1: tapes will never be revealed. <laughs>
0: what are we doing here?
1: <laughs> the lost tapes what will not be
0: here? revealed. I, I got records. You sleep. I made a TikTok about it. You just ain't never seen it. <laughs> oh,
1: man. You jumped on that one quickly. I quickly.
0: did. I couldn't help it. But listen. The, the question, let's, get, let's get back to it. Listen, huh, question, you,
1: you state your case. State your you. case.
0: As a musical export expert here.
1: You couldn't even get that lie out right. Say, Shut yeah.
0: up. <laughs> Shut up. <out>, export. Export. <laughs> You you have a battle of two Titans. You have Ross, who is Man, who the hell you got, man? <laughs> <Who> you got? <laughs> he coming up here with this grand entrance. <laughs> Come on. Why why can't you I got? have my moment? Who you got, man? Listen, man. We gotta call the we gotta call the homies in like a couple minutes, man. We gotta get through this segment. <sighs> While I would love to say two chains, Ross going win. And that's and it's gonna be a tough fight. It's gonna be probably the closest versus ever. But Ross is gonna win just because he has more classic albums. Who
2: won who did you think won the uh the Christian music one?
0: The, but, but Kurt God. Franken and Fred Hammond. <laughs> God won. That's who won. And tell me I'm lying there. I don't exactly. Yeah.
1: Jesus always wins. Listen, man, if I can say so myself, I think people sleeping on two chains and two chains got a lot of heat. He does. And his his performance is gonna be right there. And just like the rest of these verses, like you can't compare them at certain points. Like once they started doing the fab and the kiss and everybody in the same room or whatever, that kind of changed the game. That changed the game. That changed the game. So you get to feel the energy. You get to feel the celebration, but I I feel like I'm going to be a little bit more hyped with certain two change tracks than I am with Ross, but it's all in what they play, man. It's what they know the people want. Like you, you can't play the stuff that uh, is like underground hits. You got to just play the stuff that the people want and know you for and that you're celebrated for. And I think a lot of people are gonna leave this bigger two chains fans. Hey, even though he's gonna lose.
0: Yeah, I think he gonna play. I think he made a good point. They're gonna make bigger two chains fans because they're gonna hear some of the trash. be like, yo, that, that's actually a banger. But then Ross is gonna hit you with trap, trap, trap. I mean, some of these songs he's gonna come out with every, that you just you just but, gotta recognize. But here's
1: the thing every song, except for probably Jay-Z, um got a song with the same exact type of people. Like he's respected in the same circles, and just because I think Ross has a longer uh album quality as far as just you know career-wise and change kind of rebranded himself I think that's why people sleep on him but they've been in the game same so, amount of hold, years
2: because hold uh I think y'all got me twisted now like uh, like I feel like 2 chains stand like, like he's still up there you know what I mean but you ask me who's gonna win I'm gonna come out straight out and just say Rock's gonna win but I think yeah 2 chains is a is a formidable uh, opponent on this right here uh and I think he he got classic music out there as well like but if you're saying them too, who gonna win? I, yeah, I feel comfortable saying Ross has more stuff. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah but Ross we, we, you does. know, we are a podcast, so we got to analyze. Yeah, you got to analyze. So, I, but yeah, I tell you what, the verse I'm looking forward to is when somebody steps up to the, my guy Blyze. Anyway, but I'm not intimidated. Listen, hey, That's gonna be a good verses. I think we all gonna be tuned in. So, once again, so you got Ross, I got Ross, Ross. So it's a clean sweep. Whoa,
1: no. y'all gonna respect chains oh, by the end had of it. Chains over there. No, I'm just saying, I, I've seen online, I've seen the, the two chains disrespect, and I don't like it.
0: I feel like Ross is disrespected. Real quick, before because now we got to get out of here. Who went out of Ross and T.I.?
2: Well, when they have the verses, we'll do it. Mm.
0: Hey, I do have one more thing to add, know. too, though. Uh, but, like, so
2: every, like, most of these verses, they've been stepping up a little bit, you know what I mean? Having, like, started off just, like, the webcam thing. With the little crappy little audio coming in from the
3: studios,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, it was good, good for its time. Like, but now, now they in person. How long before they start bringing their hype man in with it? I can't wait. They because I to. thought if DMX would have been good with another with his hype man. Yo,
1: this shit needs to be like a like real performances. Like, I I would pay to see something like that. Like verses don't have to be free. I would pay to see real live performances. Them going like each. Person going back to back with songs
0: on stage that's like a real life concert. It's like I a virtual, it's a concert i would love to see a virtual concert i would love to see concert hey hey we getting
2: stuff for free right now let's not talk about prices that's, let's, that's,
0: let's that's wait that's, till they bring that, that, that up that's <laughs> that meal to meal life. <laughs> they're they, they ready to pay for,
1: uh, i'm ready to pay for quality boys hey man let's, let's get on up out of here man we can go on for days and days with this two chains and raw stain
0: man so but yo let's let's move on to the next segment what we got next Hey, coming up next, man, we're going to get down with some with some guests to the show, talking about some real deep topics. So y'all sit down, get get ready. Let's get on the couch and let's have some real deep conversation. For sure, for sure. All ready? Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the couch. And le- The couch is getting kind of crowded today, but it's for a good reason. Ladies and gentlemen, we have two of our foundational pieces, guys who've been here from the beginning and have known us from the beginning, and we're going to talk about an issue that doesn't get talked about enough in the African-American community, especially amongst men, because We've been taught since we were kids, you know, men don't cry. Uh, men, we're tough. We have to make sure we have that strong fortitude so we don't talk about mental health. So today we're going to dive into that. We have with us Jamie and James, two longtime friends. Fellas, welcome to the couch. How y'all doing?
3: Whoa, good. about time. <laughs> Life is good. <laughs> <Well>, good <fellas.
0: laughs> it's good to be here, fellas. Well, listen, we are glad to have you. So we, we won't hesitate to we'll, we'll get right into it. We won't even hesitate. Now I'll throw the first question out, and I'm sure Cash and and Prez will jump in as well. Speaking of mental health, let me ask you this: In your opinion, why is mental health so ignored inside the African
4: American community? And we'll start with you, James. Um, I think that you know uh, p- part of that reason is because you know it's just a bringing Like, um, um in the black community, like. You just raise in a way that it's like you internalize everything. You know, um, we're raised to like to be strong. You know, to put on a, a front. You know, pretty much uh, because you deal with so much other things in the world, you have to have that that strong. You got to put on that strong front, and um, and sometimes it's at the cost of you know your, your mental well-being. Um, you want to you want to be strong, and you want to give off the appearance that everything is OK, you know, because, you know, the minute you step out that door, you're being judged, you know. So I think um, for me, you know, from personal experiences and I and, and, and from others in my community, I could say that, you know, that's a, that's probably one of the main reasons why we have that issue.
3: Cool,
1: cool. We'll toss it to you, Jamie. What, what do you think about that one?
3: Uh, yeah, I, I would kind of agree with Fran as well, man. But, you know, he kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, me having somewhat of a medical background, I, I would probably say access to care. Um, access to those uh, mental health professionals to actually get the help, you know. You don't have <clears throat> people in our communities talking about some, hey, go see the psychologist. Go see this. Go see that. You know, we can talk about other conversations that they do talk about. Come see us for this. But uh, from when it comes to mental health, they, they don't. They don't, they don't, they don't broadcast it or advertise it in a way that we are welcome to go get that help, go get that help.
0: I definitely think it's something that it's not advertised. You know, when you go tell your mom something's wrong and see that you hurting, you, ple- you bleeding or something's broken, but nobody talks about the mind being broken because if you're talked about saying the mm-hmm. mind's being broken, it's visualizes you saw uh, for, you better go talk to somebody else. You better go figure it out. You know, never are you, like you said, are saying to go see that professional. I don't.
1: Have you, I mean, for those of us that have had our fathers in our lives, I don't think I've seen my father cry till, I don't know. I think maybe I got married. That was like the first time, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it, it takes like something really big to see that man be emotional. And I had never seen him emotional in in years. So like you said, Fran, I think it is uh, the upbringing.
0: I think you bring up a good point when you say that cash, when you talk about men crying like prayers, let me ask you this. Like, when is it okay for a man to cry? Because I know when I was growing up, you you don't do that. Like, you're a man, and you know you're supposed to be that manly man, and you can't be that manly man if you're crying. And then if you look at today's world, when a man cries, what do we do? I mean, that Jordan meme face is used for everything that is yeah. crying that is. Kanye cries, not Kanye's That's a little bit of a story. But when you cry in a public setting, you're almost ridiculed to the point to where, who wants to show that type of emotion? What, what are your thoughts on that, Perez?
2: Yeah, yeah, like uh, when you say the Jordan meme, I think that's what people want to get out there crying. They're using something else as their avenue to, like, say say how they really feel. But, I mean, that's that's working a little bit. That social media is kind of cracking it a little bit. And uh, just how we're approaching things, and I know, like, y'all experience the way y'all going to talk about it and talk about it to other people, you know, it destigmatizes it a little bit further. Uh, but, uh, man, definitely can't cry in a movie. But everywhere else in, in life, you uh, you're good to go ahead and on and express yourself.
0: <laughs> Let me throw this to our guests. Now, fellas, crying, what's the rules on that? I mean, now, friend, I really look forward to your answer because I remember back at Travis, you know, crying. I remember, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I remember you had a stance on that back in the day. What were we at on that?
4: Uh, <laughs> I would say, you know, you just, you know, you just don't cry. You just don't cry. (laughs) Don't cry. (laughs) I mean, I I can't think of, I mean, it's just in front of my friends. I don't think I've, I don't think I would, you know, personally, I don't think I would do it. I've never had, like, I've always been one to compartmentalize things. I've always, like always kept things to myself. Like even if I'm hurting, if I'm stressed, um, and that's, that's pretty much how I've always dealt with, with things. And growing up, um, <clears throat> I remember my dad, my dad never used to cry. I mean, my dad, I've never seen him like hardly any emotion, you know, except for like sarcasm pretty much. Um, so, um, I got kind of like modeled my dad, you know what I'm saying? Like I never, you know, really showed like true emotions where like to the point of tears, um, but. I think at my age now and like maturing, I think that you know, I think I would shed a, a few tears, you know, in front of my boys. I think I would shed a few tears in front of my boys because, um, like especially you guys, like I've you know, you, you guys know my whole story, so yeah, I mean, like so. Speaking yeah. of your, your,
1: I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm gonna cut you off. Speaking of your story, I just want to be honest and get real here. Like we this is we 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 known each other for damn near twenty years. So like when we were out here in Germany. Right. And, um, you were going, we was kicking it hard going out every weekend, you know, having the time of our lives, but little did I know you were going through something internally, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't until I was like, yo, let's go to breakfast one day. He's like, nah, man, I got a stand appointment. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> you remember that? You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah. yeah, man. yeah so like, like I didn't know you were going through that. You know, I didn't know you were going through that. Can you elaborate what I'm talking on if you if you feel the ne- need, you know, uh, necessary?
4: Yeah, it was a um, it was a tough time. It was a tough time. I was going through a divorce at the time, and um, at you know, I was like uh, so much so much going on with my job. You know, so I, I was still stressed out with work, and then I had to deal with the divorce, and you know, and it was just dealing with the reality of starting all over again you know, like literally starting all over, like everything because Justin's gone, everything like, I, you know, so it was just, that was hard. That was hard for me because I was thinking like at that point in my life, I was like, you know, I wasn't ready to like start all over from scratch, you know, so, but, but you know, I'm glad I realized at the time that I needed, you know, I needed help, you know, and I hid it from you guys, you know, for the most part, you know, uh, but I was able. I realized that I wasn't in a great mental space, and I needed. I needed some help. I needed to talk to someone, Um, and I, you know, I went to mental health, and I was. I had like a standing appointment. I really. I have standing appointment every week, just to kind of talk my way through things and figure out what I was gonna do because I didn't really. I didn't really know what was gonna happen from that point. You know what I'm saying, and it's it's just hard starting all starting all over again. So, that's that's yeah, that was a tough time in my life. That was a tough time in my life.
0: Jamie, what what are your thoughts on crying? You know, you you've always been the person. <laughs> yeah, who you've missed- been one of the. I, you know, you always got it together for real. Like you yes. was a staff starting so out of basic. I don't even know how it happened. Yeah, yeah, like I yeah. met you, you had a, a Honda and a staff. I don't even know how it happened. We was in the dorms. You was a staff. How you was a staff in the dorms? I don't even know. <laughs>
3: that, that's not true. Let's clear that up real quick. That was not true. I was not a staff in the dorms. You may have been no, in the dorms. Um, <laughs> hey, I cannot confirm with next to that. No, um, but but. I'll tell you man it's 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 definitely been rough and I and I'll definitely answer your question um about whether it's it's okay to cry. Um for me damn I knew this was going to happen. Um so you guys know right um that I lost my mom and my dad um within 60 days of each other. My mom actually died uh, on her birthday January 30th 2018 and my dad died like 50 something days later. And in my, in my capacity, in my job, um, it's difficult to deal with the different things. And um, I had a lot of support from a lot of people. And uh, dealing with my mom's situation, you know, I knew I had to be the strong one. I was the, you know, I was the youngest boy, so I had to be the strong one. Um, and, and I went to the funeral and everything was okay until... Uh, uh, can't remember her name, but one of my mom's good friends, Mary, she sold my mom's favorite song and dude, I just lost it, lost it. And to me, it was like, why am I crying? You know? And it wasn't like, you know, boo-hoo baby crying. It was, it was just, it was, it was just really, really bad. Like I just, I just couldn't stop. I had to remove myself from the room and it was, it was, it was just really bad. I felt bad because I'm supposed to be the young one and I'm supposed to be strong and, and, it didn't happen that way. Um, so, so so to answer your question is absolutely okay to cry, you know? Um, I would tell you, I've been in mental health um, for the last three or four months. And um, one of the things that my, my uh, provider and I talk about is being connected with your emotions. I think one thing that we fail to do um, as men is we're not really connected with our emotions. It's more disconnected where we uh, desensitize ourselves to, to certain things, you know, um, crying is weak. Well, that's not entirely true. You know, um, we, we need to be more connected with our emotions. And my, my provider tells me that you need to figure out where you are in this emotion. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, uh, do you feel it in your head? Do you feel it in your hand? Do you feel it in your heart? You know, and then focus on that point, you know, um, I will tell you in this pandemic, man, and this is going to sound weird. uh, And I hear a lot of people talking about it, but don't knock it until you try it. I've been doing a lot of meditation, man. And and meditation has really, really set me free to the point where I can find myself and then start my day. I used to do it, but I don't do, I don't, um, the way I do it now, is just totally, totally different. and, And it helps. So I'll leave it at that. I know you guys got more questions, but I, that was a kind of long response to, is it okay to cry? No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Go ahead, Prez.
2: That's definitely good. Like, so your meditation, your meditation process, do you wake up in the morning and that's the first thing you like do in the morning or or is it later on so in the it, day?
3: It, it, it just depends, right? So, my God, um, this is not a, a advertisement for Peloton. But I, I jumped on the Peloton back, uh, bandwagon um, back in December, and that app just has everything that you need, man. Um, so, I mean, fitness exercise, you, you can ride your bike, but they have, like, this large section uh, for, uh, for meditation. And the person just comes on. They talk to you. They're, they're positive. They got the calming voice going on, and you just find a place in your home where you're where you where you can center yourself, um, and you just just listen and meditate, man. Just clear your mind. Um, but for me, I kind of do it throughout the day, depending on how I'm how I'm feeling. Um, I do it at work um, after my workout. Um, mm-hmm. And then sometimes, if if if, if shit, ooh stuff. You uh, no no, you, no, you good, good with shit. You, good. you good with yeah. shit. Yeah, shit <laughs> <Okay>. is cool. <laughs> if shit's getting rough at work, somebody pissed me off, I close my door at work and I meditate right there, man. Five ten minutes just to find myself, man. Um, and and that's me um, connecting with my my emotions and, and trying to realize that hey, whatever's going on in the world, it, it's probably really not that serious. I'm just pissed off and angry at the moment, and it's gonna be okay. At the end, just like with this, you know, the whole process of, you know, dealing with mental health, it's going to be okay. At the end of the day, you know, you just have to find out, uh, um, we just have to get through the troubling times. Uh,
2: so, and Fran, uh, so if you don't, if you don't mind, like you said, the portion on there, like I I remember that Travis too. real G's don't cry. That was your statement. (laughs) (laughs) All the time. So, uh, now, now what you're saying this, and you're, you're, you're letting loose a little bit more on that, that stance, uh, you you said you still compartmentalize like certain things. Like how do you decompartmentalize or how would you suggest anybody else like work on decompartmentalizing those things and, you know, finding the times to express
4: themselves? So for me, like well, one of the, the main things for me that, that, that worked for me is fitness. Right. So when I, am when, I, if I feel a certain way and I, and I, and I, you know, I'm going through something and I'm, I'm not the one to seek help, like to go in and, 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 and talk to a friend or or something like that. And, and no, there are we times know we know that. You know there are times I do. Yeah, there are times I do. I'll make a phone call and I will vent. Um but for me on a daily like something that I do on a daily basis is just working out. You know what I'm saying? And that for me helps to release all that stress like you see like uh, Jamie he says he take does the like uh, the um the meditating and everything like that. For me is like the gym, you know what I'm saying? So like, I might, if I'm super stressed out, I might get on a treadmill for like 45 minutes and I, I might do sprints, you know, I do a, do a long workout, do some cardio and everything. And it keeps, it, it really keeps me balanced. It really keeps me balanced. Um, I found that like throughout the years, like I've done this for, like I've been doing it for like nine, 10 years now of just like, you know, whenever I'm feeling a certain way and to the point, now it's like a part of my daily routine where working out and just eating healthy and that really helps. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I think that also helps your mental, you know what I'm saying? How you physically keep yourself in, in uh, up to par, uh, being in shape, working out, doing the things that make you feel better physically. You know, I think it transfers over to your mental health as well. I mean, because if you if you out there, you just eat whatever you want to eat and you just doing whatever. And, and then you're going through something. Oh, man, you're going to feel like shit. Yeah. You know, and, and your body's going to take it's going to take its toll on your body as well as your mind as well. So for me, I try to incorporate because I because I, it, it's so difficult for me to just be open and, and reach out. I, I try to find my own personal ways, but so I, I don't like self-destruct. You know what I'm saying? Like I find a, a way to that works for me pretty much.
1: So, my question to both of you gentlemen is why don't we reach out? Why don't you guys reach out and and speak to one another as far as like you said you vent, but it's very few and far in between where I've heard you vent to me or or anybody I don't know if y'all can vouch you know it's probably when you're when we're near each other, more co-located, then it'll occur. it seems like
0: i I thought friend i I don't even know friend half the time i was I'm happy to see that there's proof of life i'm gonna be honest with you no. he's i mean friend is, and that's just no no just being honest that's like just being honest that's just friend friend is, is the person that it's like you know he will be there if you absolutely need him but if you're looking for that daily communication do you looking for the wrong person because that's just not the way that he operates does it make it right does it make it wrong it just makes it friend now i wonder what's going on with friend a million and one times. And when you get times where you want to reach out to him, it does make it difficult to reach out to you because you are not very communicated. So for the average person or for us who I do consider to be your friends, it's very difficult to know how you are doing. Because even in the chat, Fran is like it's like a guest appearance. Like, hey, you, guess what? Fran posted something the other day. He said something <laughs> I, I said posting that's never gonna happen. But he said something in the chat. And it'd be so far and few between Friend made a bet with somebody. Then you'd be like, "Oh, friends alive!" So that's like our proof of life. So that lets me know that he does, he is doing certain things. So that just, but I think that you you get that when you get with the person. So,
2: uh, so do y'all so, ever think like it's it's some of our uh, how how we act around things <clears throat> and like how we don't recognize. What, uh, what the person is doing as well, like around us, like we can be so distanced to that point. Cause we're just as hard headed as the person going through it. Like you can't cry. can't do this. Cause I, for example, I know one time, like it took the wife actually like, uh, helping me out on this. But, uh, Fran was giving me a phone call and stuff like this. And I'm joking around like we always do. And she was like, Fran just don't usually call like out the blue. You think he going through something? And I had to call him back <laughs> and ask like,
3: Hey, everything good, man. So, I, I think hey, we miss hey, those so, things
0: sometimes, too. i talked to the Jamie. You got something, Jamie?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, my, my bad. Hey, so to answer your, your question, Fred, uh, I think it has a lot to do, do with vulnerability, man. It has a lot to do with uh, being afraid, being judged. Um, somebody once told me that um, uh, sharing your story, uh, great things happen when you share your stories and you're vulnerable. And when and, and to me, in my job, I have to be vulnerable a lot of times. I don't realize I'm being vulnerable. But the more I'm vulnerable with other people, the more they open up to me, the more they're honest with me. Um, it just, it just, it's just like a natural reaction when they find out that you're a real person, like you're down to earth. It's like, oh, okay, I can go talk to Tate. I can go talk to him about whatever's going on in my life. And to me, in my, in my job, it actually helps out a lot. It helps out a lot when when I'm vulnerable with them, they become vulnerable with me.
0: You know, I think in in an effort of transparency, you know, it's hard to be transparent or even sharing everything with everybody. I've known all y'all for so long, but I got my own stuff going right now. but I'm not finna put all that out. For number one, there is a point of embarrassment. There is a point of frustration. And there is (laughs) a point of, like, you don't feel like going through this, or telling this story over and over again. And then when you tell a story over and over again, you look at, uh, even within our own circle, Everyone in our circle has their own personality. If I tell a story one time, I know if I tell it to you, Tate, I know I'm going to get the the... Right down the middle. Right down the middle. Black and white. <laughs> 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 Tate has spoken. If I tell Karmati, I'm probably going to get an answer that has nothing to do with anything but ends up with computers. I, so, you know, Shago going to tell me about this, the Clippers game. I don't know if he even listened to what I just said about the situation. Fran is never going to reply. Then then later, when somebody died, he'd be like, What happened? You know, I mean, you understand? So, but, you know, we laugh. We only laugh when shit's true. You know what yeah. I mean? Fred will say something copacetic and then he'll come back later like, what What was that? I mean, so while I know everybody does care, but everybody has their own lives going on. So it's almost to the point sometimes it's like you don't want to bother. Nobody. I don't want to necessarily bother everybody with it, with that situation. So when you talk about sharing, and you talk about taking that mask off the share. Are you share, Are they really going? What, what's what you really going to get from it? So that's why I think it can get
3: difficult. So let me let me tell you something, right? So so one thing that I, I have learned uh, from this whole process, right? For me, um, grieving is a team process, man. Like when you when you when most people think about it on on a surface level, you got the different stages of grieving, yada yada yada, blah blah blah, acceptance, whatever, right? But it's actually a circular process. You go through those each one of those steps continuously. It's over and over and over. And depending on what's going on in your life, um, it, it may it may come out differently, right? So so when I say it's a team process, right? Um, stuff happens all the time, and I hate using this word. I really really hate it. I hate when people other people say it. Trigger, right? It, it didn't become real to me until I got triggered by something happening to someone. Um, dealing with their death and it triggered me. And I'm like, Oh, this is what people are talking about when they get triggered. Right. So anyhow, um, when you tell people about what's going on in your life, they, they make you, they make you see things that you don't see in in your story or whatever's going on with you. And the more people who I trust and I tell my story, um, let, let me give you a quick, quick uh, situation right quick. The other day, or maybe a couple weeks ago, I was in the, um, I was in the commissary grocery store. And um, one of my old civilians, um, you know, we got masks going on or whatever. And he comes up to me and was like, Hey, what's going on? Tate, how you doing? How's everything going? So we started talking or whatever. And um, at the end of the conversation, he goes, um, um, I say, Hey, take it easy. Um, be safe and, and tell your wife. I said, hello. Right. I did not know that his wife had passed away Mm. and dude like I mean like shock like I had like a of course I had a natural reaction like oh my god no but it triggered me later on like I feel like shit like how did I not know that you know and I I immediately call other people like yo what's going on am I crazy do I do I send him flowers like I, I start tripping because it was a it was a I kind of put myself in his shoes. What if somebody came up to me and said, hey, how are your mom or dad doing? Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, they probably didn't know, but I would feel some type of way about it. And, of course, he was a, a gentleman about it, and, you know, he was like, Tate, you didn't know, brother. Everything's good. She's in a better place, and this and that. But it, w- it was like a trigger. But I would tell you, hug, when I when I reached out to other people to kind of center myself, dude, it felt it felt so much better to hear it from another person than keep that crap in. So, yeah. I will tell you, man. It takes a
1: team effort, bro. For sure, Facts like- for sure. Like I even, even knowing your situation and what you are going through, her. Huh? Like even sometimes I call and I'll be like all business. I'll be all podcast business. Then I have to catch myself and call you right back and be like, hey, man, how you, how you how how you feeling? Like I have to like make a conscious effort to do it or what's going on with the situation? Can I get a, a update because I know this ain't the easiest and I, and I feel like probably being one of the boys that has pretty much gone through every last embarrassing moment um that you can possibly go to that's what makes me personally feel like an open book that like it, if i've gotten through all those things it's you know everything that you're going through right now bro you'll be all right you'll be all right I, and I, I can speak to you like that i feel like that you know what i mean because I've, I've gotten in trouble i've gotten the article 15s i've gotten a divorce i've lost a daughter like all those things have happened you know what i'm saying? So. I feel like that we should be able to communicate with each other when we are going through tough things, e- even though, you know, uh, we all got our busy lives and families. Like it's, it's never a thing to where we can't stop what we're doing to, to sit down and have a real
0: conversation. Let me just say, I don't have an article 15 or I'm normal. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, just I'm, all all listening, I'm there, just listening. Yeah. I'm just you listening sure off. I
1: got that yeah. I'm just listening off the, the <laughs> things that typically, make you feel like you don't want to talk to people.
0: But but at the same time, it just, it does, it it, it is, it's an odd situation, man. And especially, you know, when you don't have your normal um, support system around you to kind of guide you and get you through all your tough times. So it it can be interesting.
2: Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely, I mean, we, we talked on the previous Mm -hmm. spot, like a time, like I had difficulty like uh, with it over here. And that was like when these two uh, actually like left over here, uh, at, from Germany, like, because when I came over here, you know, I had my people, we had uh, Sledge, and then Fran came along, and then Keith came back, and then it was, I was good until they left, and then, like, man, it was just like, I ain't have no type of support system, so it was like, I was like, what the hell did I do? Why the hell did I stay here?
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think rough. that's something that people take for granted, I, and I'll throw this question back to you guys, not necessarily one that's that's here, but that support system on a scale of one to 10, how, how would you rate the importance of that support system? And when you're in a situation where you don't have one and you don't feel comfortable, like a friend, he says, you know, I don't really want to go to mental health because there is a stigmatism. I'm going to be real with you. There's a lot of, I'd rather die as a small boy than walk into mental health and say, Hey, I need an appointment to talk to somebody because you do feel like as soon as you walk in the door, I'm deemed as crazy or something's going to pop or they're going to put me out. And that, that is a real life fear of a lot of people. So how important is it finding that, that support system? Or how would you recommend somebody find that support system?
4: Um, it's it's so important. Like to have, you know, your friends there. It's like a good support system. Somebody you could just reach out to. And I can't tell you the difference between me being here versus me being in Germany with, with cash, you know, or with, with Keith. So it's 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 a huge difference to have a friend that I could, I see on a daily basis and I could just, Kind of just vent about, and, and and a lot of times it's just, you know, it's work stuff. It's, it could be personal, it could be whatever it is. But you know, just to have somebody there to just be able to at least be able to vent at, to to some degree, you know, to some degree, um, I think it's 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 the best, it's the best thing. And then um, at at the point of you know being here by myself, you know, and not having anybody, like one like my r- super close friends out here. At some point, at one point, it was just like, F it. I don't care about the stigma of mental health and blah, 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 and whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going. <laughs> you know right? like I Yeah, I said, it don't matter. It don't matter. Put me on whatever list you want to put me on, and I don't care, so I'm going. So and that's what it boiled down to, because at the end of the day, I gotta look out for me right you Mm -hmm. know i gotta i gotta put me first uh especially my mental health i gotta i gotta put that first so i'm not i'm not gonna concern myself with the judgments of other people or my leadership or however they feel i really don't give a damn (laughs) to be honest with you i really don't at this point i I don't give a damn what anybody thinks about me so i'm just going i'm just going to do me i'm going to do me and that if that means making a having a standing appointment Every Monday until the day I retire, then that's what it is. That's that's what it is, and that's what it's going to be. You know, because I have to. At the end of the day, I have to put me first, my mental health, and, and taking care of my taking care of myself, and thinking life after life after the military
3: and and, and whatnot.
1: That's growth. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I so I you speak.
3: Uh, Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say I definitely agree with Fran that that, that support system is is uh, is. is invaluable man you have to have it you know um i think that the the important thing about having that support system is is knowing that you have this circle of friends that you can just go to and talk to without feeling judged right because when you think about it like that's one of the reasons that we don't want to go talk to people is because we're going to feel like we're being judged but when you do have a support system and you can just go talk about anything and there's no judgment at the end of that oh even better right so I would just add that on, you know, just having a system or a support system that, you know, you, you're not going to feel judged by having these tough conversations.
2: Hey, so thank you all, fellas. We back again on this. Uh, but the question I got is, uh, have y'all heard recently that in Mississippi, the barbers are getting mental health training and uh, mm-hmm. they're going to actually start opening up, talking to the uh, their, their patrons? Uh, do you think that's a good idea? And then, what other things do you think we can go even further within the community to uh, destigmatize mental health?
3: Yo, uh, when when uh, when I read that, I would say it's a phenomenal idea. You think about, especially in the black community, we always going to, trying to get a you know a good haircut or whatever. You know, we have no idea what those conversations are in the barbershop you know and it, it goes from sports to sex to 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 race to whatever so why not mental health you know um as far as expanding it um why not the beauty salons you know women go to these salons for a couple hours same thing with nail technicians why why not there i mean we can talk about nail technicians again but You got a nail technician? On, I would say yeah no I'm, I'm talking about in general i'm talking about black people period you know gotcha um, i gotcha so you're saying you don't have a
0: nail technician i don't
3: have a
1: nail tech. but yeah yo i yeah i think that i think that's dope uh prayers man like i i can't wait for it to happen and for more people to do it I, I think that these type of conversations are happening a lot more often like charlemagne the god uh who else uh that i listen to a lot um joe's podcast uh you name it, man. I think a lot of black men or just men in general are talking a lot more about this um, and just saying it's it's OK. So I'm liking the trend that that this is going to where we can start having these conversations and stop giving a damn about how people view us.
0: I'm, I'm going to go one step further. I think the beauticians and the barbers and the nail techs and even the makeup artists, however you want to play it they've been having these conversations. So I think to give them the training just makes them better at it. If you think about it, you have conversations with your barber that you probably don't, if you have the same barber that you really may not have with other people, women have conversations at the beautician that they probably don't have other places. The talk at the barbershop. I've learned more at the barbershop sometimes than I've learned in some lecture halls that i sat in because for a young black man, especially in the communities that I grew up in, if you didn't have that father figure, Sometimes that barbershop is where you learn some of your, I know y'all say, I make up words, but some of your manisms that you get in life, some of your, 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 your life lessons that you get, you do get them in these barbershop settings because you learn about different things. So I think it's great that Mississippi's doing that and giving providing that training, because now those conversations that can be misguided from that person who doesn't have that proper education set they now have some tools to help guide that direction and guide that conversation down the right path.
2: Hey, do y'all feel some type of way that it's happening in Mississippi? That's supposed to be, like, our worst state, slowest state on all this stuff and, like, they're being more progressive on than all these other places. I, I think it's kind of crazy. So, But I'm saying, like, it's coming from there instead of yeah. a, a place like New York, uh, Baltimore, uh, San Francisco. You know, those are the progressive places, and those are the places that deal with these things and, you, you know, a little bit more forward-thinking than the people in Mississippi. Like, I wouldn't expect for that idea to come out of Mississippi. I think it's a great idea, though.
0: I think, but on a serious note, I think the reason why it's happening in Mississippi, Press is because in the states that you mentioned, the New York, the Californians, these states are so there's a lot more access to those types of trainings and and reference uh, referrals to psychiatrists. In Mississippi, a state of that magnitude, the last thing they're ever thinking about are psychiatrists and and psychology and things of that nature. So to start there, that's the only place these people are gonna go. They are so the destitute of that, that community doesn't think of, oh, let's go to the to the to the psychologist. But they do go to the barber. But in in San Francisco, I wouldn't be far-fetched for me to see a young man go see the psychiatrist. But in Mississippi and parts of Florida, parts of Alabama, that stuff, that true southern, southern states, it's more more common to see him go to that barber than it would be to see him go to Dr. Jones, who is the Ph.D. in psychology or psychiatric care.
2: Yeah. And that's no disrespect to nobody in Mississippi or anything like that. I wasn't trying <laughs> to be disrespectful to none of them. What I was just saying is just like, hey, you 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 used to seeing these uh new forward thinking think places uh happen in the uh, the bigger cities and happen in these country settings, like, hey, we, we we they gotta give us credit for doing something right for a change, you know? I agree. Yeah.
4: yeah. And I, I tell you what though, it's a it's a starting point, right? So you say, Why Mississippi, why it don't matter, like it's a starting point. So they, they, okay, Mississippi can set the trend, right? So Mississippi starting it now. And then who knows as neighboring States start, uh, take it on as as long as something is being done. Right. So it don't matter where it's coming from. Right. And, and it shouldn't just stop at there. It shouldn't just stop at the barbershops and like, like, uh, Jamie said, uh, uh, nail salons, schools, teachers, like it, it needs to just, it just needs to be widespread and, and for Mississippi, I gotta hats off to Mississippi for doing that. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, that's they they starting the trend, and, and maybe other other states, so they'll follow suit um, when they see how effective it is. You know, but you got to do something, right? You know, um, mm-hmm. clearly it's an issue in in the black community, and it's something that needs to be addressed. And that uh, Mississippi doing what they're doing right now, I think that they're the trendsetters. They're setting the trend and and, and hopefully you have these other states that that follow suit.
2: Well y'all didn't even talk about like oh y'all talked about what your experience and you going through it or whatever. What successes can y'all talk about your experience of going through this? Like, like what how did y'all feel like coming out on the other side of the, going to the mental health?
3: For for me, uh honestly, I'm still going through it, man. Uh it's crazy that you you bring it up. Um, because last week was supposed to be my last uh session. And um the 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 uh I talked to her, my doctor about the 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 commissary situation, and she was like, "Jamie, I I don't think we're done yet." And it was like, "Okay, you know, um, we were meeting uh, once a month. Now we're back to twice a um, twice a month. Um, but I, I think the success will will come later in life. You know, um, the, truth be told, man, you got everybody doing push ups and, and things of that nature online for 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 veterans who you know commit suicide once you know they leave the military, things of that nature. Um, these are dealing with it now is going to prevent us from being one of those statistics. Probably that's probably bad to say, but you think about it, those guys who, who, who decided to make that ultimate sacrifice, they probably wasn't afforded the same opportunities that we were, you know? So, um, kind of take advantage of it while you can. And, you know, I don't know, man, it's just, I think the success will come later in life. I personally, I can't see it right now. Um, I think, I think, um, with time I'll get better. Um, I'll be able to be emotional um, with when it comes to death. Naturally emotional when it comes to death. Um, and Yeah. Thank you,
0: Jamie. I mean, Fran.
4: Um, I think for me, it's like Tate said, man. It's still ongoing for me, so I, I'm not. It's not. It's not like I'm. I'm not on the other side of this where I'm like, okay, I, I went through this and I've overcome and I'm, I'm on the other side. I, I'm not. You know, and I'm, I still need. I'm still. Uh, I still need to go to mental health. You know what I'm saying? Ever since COVID happened, it kind of slowed things down. You know what I'm saying? Um, I started before, before COVID hit. And then during COVID, like with everything, appointments, they were canceling. They, were, they, they would cancel the appointment. So I didn't, I wasn't being seen as much. So it's still something that's ongoing. It's, I know it's something that um, I definitely need to um, still be seen for. And I haven't really put out there, you know, as far as everything that I've like experienced and how it's affected me. I haven't sat down with, you know, a psychologist and just kind of talk through everything. You know what I'm saying? When I was, you know, going through my divorce, I did that, you know, but that was, that was 10 years ago. See what I'm saying? So I'm talking currently, like right now, you know, the issues that I have don't, don't stem from my divorce, you know, it stems from my experiences in the service, you know, being deployed and, um, going, being, um, uh, going through a mass casualty, being here, um, and having an active shooter at my base, you know what I'm saying? So the things that I'm dealing with now, you know, are, are not the same issues that I had back then. So I know that, um, I have to talk to these through these things and, and go through the process. Cause I, you know, I realize. The ways that it has affected me and how I just operate on a day to day. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, <clears throat> uh, staying up, not getting sleep. You know, I, I I'll stay up all night. I get maybe two, three hours of sleep, and it's normal to me now. You know, it's normal to me now. But you know, it's it's not normal. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not it's not okay. You know, or or just sometimes being spaced out when I'm driving. You know, just my mind goes elsewhere or I go back to 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 those situations and I just space out. I miss my exit and stuff like that. You know, we I make excuses. You make excuses for yourself like, okay, this is just this is just me. You know, just this is how I am. But no, you know what I'm saying? Like there are things that, you know, I've experienced that people can experience that changes their mental you know, and, and, and it it causes PTSD, whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? If you don't address those things, if you don't, you know, um, decompartmentalize those things and sit down and and, and talk through those, those issues with someone, it just progresses and it gets worse. And regardless of anybody's judgments, um, it doesn't matter at this point. Um, I got to put me first as far as, you know, my mental health and my mental space. And I would hope that like, people in the black community, especially with what's happening right now in the communities, you know, would, hey, it's a lot, but it's a lot, it's a tough pill to, to take, you know, and it's a lot to deal with, it's a lot, you know, and you just need to talk, you need, you need, you need, you need that, you need that. Um, and I, I think it's a great thing what, what's happening in the communities right now, especially what you mentioned with Mississippi and everything like that, and doing that because we need that. We desperately need that. Um, The time to uh, putting on that hard front and and that shield and you just got to let it down. You just got to let it down. Now is the time to just it's a lot going on in the world. It's a lot going on in the world and I I believe that now is the time to deal with those internal issues that we have because in the black community there, that mental health, that is an issue that we just don't, we don't either we don't feel it's important enough or we just kind of Push off to the side. And clearly, clearly. We're to the point where these issues need to be addressed in the midst of. What's happening in our world in the world today. So,
0: well, I think uh, when it comes down to you made a good point about coming on the other side and you both made a point of still going through it, just like your overall fitness of your body, your brain fitness, you have something that you continue to work on. And it's something that we're going to have to continue to work on as a community, something you all continue to work on, something we're all going to continue to work on. And for all our viewers and listeners, we it's something we hope that you guys continue to work on. I think we definitely hit the topic and we want to take the time to thank you guys for taking the time to sit down with us on the couch. Um, I definitely think we've we've addressed the topic and we want to say thanks. So you got anything else for him, Cash?
1: Oh, nah, Yeah. Appreciate you guys telling your stories, being transparent and uh, just letting people in on what you guys are going through that way. Maybe they hear something, um, that you guys are going through and it'll help them go seek some type of help, some type of counseling or reach out to their friend or family member and let them know that they're going through things and they can too start getting on the path to, uh, you know, to getting some
0: help in the future. Prayers. you got anything to finish it up? Yeah. I just want
2: to say once again, thank y'all for telling y'all story. Thank you for the support that, uh, Tate like the shirt. You want to say in the (laughs)
0: building, what what kind of shirt you got on? Never mind. Hey, 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 hey.
3: Hey, I, I know we're getting ready to end, but hey, I want I want to put this out. You know, I want to want to take a moment to say thank you, guys. You know, you guys, my brothers, 20 some years in the game, and you guys had started this pod uh, a year and a half ago. And you know, I think what this is ex- episode 65. You know, mm-hmm. um, um, so a I round of applause forget. to you boys for 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 for, uh, for continuing. And yo, hey, um, I got another hundred coming you guys' way. So uh, keep going, man. Fran, can you just go live on air and say, can you match, match that, that hundred? hundred? Can you yes. come on, yes. Fran?
0: <laughs> y'all heard it, he heard it here She's first. It. Heard it? Brothers he helping, I, brothers. I, hey, I, we appreciate I, the support, I, I man. So, we definitely appreciate that. But, so, we thank y'all for joining, man. And hope y'all had some good time on the couch. we we'll back with the next segment.
2: And we can't end the episode without thanking all Patreon supporters for us, y'all contributions that help keep us going. So, we got Tate, that's my boy, Blue, Marty the silent partner quay quay we're gonna find something for you quick quay quay. we got lucius aloysius jackson bird bird man ryan jack ryan we got Manuel well mo money we and then we got our new member we got little j little j on the track and uh you know we gotta thank uh cory the foundation down from day one and for those of y'all asking like how can you be a patreon supporter as well easy just follow our link in the bio click on it uh donate to one of the tiers and those contributions go to covering revolving monthly costs and upgrading our equipment which overall helps keep us off the couch you know hey and if you don't want to do that all we ask you to do is just rate share subscribe keep the podcast rolling
0: thank y'all everybody rock yes sir head so we doing headsets or we doing no
1: headsets no headsets for this first part heads heads when headsets when we get to the- I'm monitoring. Yeah, he he's, he's
2: our... Oh. He's, he's a Zach P. Let him a P.
0: So then I feel like... Okay, fine. If you if I get we away from the mic... A you yeah.
2: ain't got no makeup on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Keep it in. <laughs> Keep it in. He <laughs> said, you know what we need, bros? We need some makeup. <laughs> of all things that we need.
0: That's what you gonna say, huh? but now you gonna jump on the two.
2: Well, that's, I'm that's, just saying it was just awkward out
1: of all. The yeah, stuff that's what we you need. said. That's Is what I you I said.
0: That's I it. Okay,
1: you know what we need. What? That's another, not what the line that was. Another said. camera. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some real, some real help behind the scenes. What? No makeup. <laughs>